At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Um, today we're going to talk about suppressors, or more commonly called silencers. Um, well, since kind of the inventor calls them silencers, I think we're going to be okay with it. Um, also, the coolest place to buy silencers and, and suppressors are is silencer shop. And if they're willing to just embrace the name, then I think we can too. So, Kevin, how did they even come about? What happened? How do we get silencers? Well, I think it's it's kind of interesting. Um, I mean, what we're talking about is a is a um, an attachment for your firearm that will reduce the sound, a muffler, and, if uh, you will. Yeah, it will suppress the sound. You might say. Um, so silencer isn't really an accurate name. We we only call it a silencer because that's the original uh, original suppressor was designed by uh, uh, Hiram Percy Maxim, and it was patented in 1909. And in the patent, he called it a silencer. So, I mean, that's just kind of how it, how it came about as far as uh, the terminology, even though it's not a really accurate uh, accurate right. name. But if it's in the uh, patent, I feel like we can go ahead and, and use the word and, and feel okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Now, Hiram Maxim, he was kind of an, in, an interesting guy. His dad was uh, Sir Hiram Maxim. Uh, he invented the, the Maxim machine gun, which is yeah. more or less the first, the first machine gun that, that actually, you know, functioned properly. Um, his uncle was Hudson Maxim, who actually invented uh, um, explosives and different types of ballistic propellants. You know, he's a famous chemist. So it's kind of interesting. He's got like a pedigree in, in, uh, in firearms engineering. But Hiram actually invented the, the silencer and the car muffler at the same time. Exactly. Uh, based on the same sort of, you know, the same sort of principles. 
Now, uh, let, let me stop you right there. So the principles are, the reason you want that is you want to dissipate the gas and you want to cool the gas and those right. two things. So that's why it's basically a series of chambers where the air has time to both cool and to basically relieve pressure before it comes right. out of the gun. That's how you're cutting down the sound. But go on. Right, right. So the original um, Maxim silencer was uh, uh, the idea The idea of the invention would be that you could use it for night attacks and then people wouldn't be able to you know, spot your uh, muzzle flash or necessarily hear well enough to, to be able to zero in on your location to fire back. Um, one of the other reasons that they suggested using it, I think was a shitty reason, but in, in sales pitch, it was so that people wouldn't be scared of the sound of the gun. Frightened ladies, right? Right, right. Yeah. So people that are just using guns and going into the military and for the first time firing one, they wouldn't be so frightened by the loud sounds. Uh, same seems kind of stupid, but I think he kind of threw that in as like, a, oh, also it does this. Yeah. Um, and it also comes the, in red. <laughs> lipstick red, man. One of the one of the one of the best one of the things that was a side effect that they didn't really expect was that it does uh, it does allow it doesn't make your your firearm jump or kick as much. Yes. So you have m more control over the firearm. Um, they say that wasn't perceived, really intended. Perceived recoil is reduced. Right there, you go. That that and that can be helpful when you know you're firing a semi-automatic weapon and you know time counts. So or, yeah, there is a plus there. Now the original the original uh, silencer, the the Maxim silencer, had 18 baffles in it. Okay, and uh, you know that's that's typical. You know it's it's not necessarily the the same way it's designed now. The modern modern silencers are, um, but it, you know 18 baffles was was you know baffles are uh break up the chambers inside the the silencer like we were talking about the right. expansion inside the silencer um his original maxim silencer was shipped to europe to use to be used by uh the u.s uh armed forces during the first world war but it was never it was shipped there but it was never actually used during the first world war Okay. So it wasn't until the Second World War that it actually was used, and it wasn't even used that much then. Um, the real reason that it was not used much in the First World War is it cut down the, uh, once you attached a bayonet, the bayonet, you know, only came out a few inches past the suppressor. So kind of defeated the purpose of a bayonet. They'd rather have the bayonets and a loud gun than a quiet gun and no bayonet. Right. So that was the main reason that it wasn't used in the First World War, um, but you know it got it got uh, a, it got its first real rep during Prohibition. Uh, during Prohibition, there was a lot of uh, major gun control laws that they passed um, because the moonshiners and bootleggers were using you know higher powered uh, automatic weapons like Tommy guns. Um, that was uh, right, you know, baby. Face Nelson, Machine Gun Kelly, you know, uh, Derringer, all these guys used uh, the Tommy guns. And uh, 
Bonnie and Clyde, they use the Browning, you know, the, uh, the Browning uh, machine gun. And the same time, these silencers were getting found being used on weapons. And the reason that people were scared of it was because the, the, the word silencer implied that you could, you know, fire, fire a weapon and nobody would even hear it. You know, it was so quiet. It was like a whisper. But, you know, silencers have never been really effective at silencing a weapon. You know, they can reduce sound, but that's really about it. No, I like it. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, it, it, it's a benefit, but it's not the magic bullet. You know, that that's how it really boils down. Um, right. I don't know. So let's talk about it. Let's talk the numbers. Um so basically, you know, it's measured in decibels and they, they typically say a suppressor is going to on average reduces about 30 decibels um, from, you know, wherever you're starting at. Now, there are a couple of things that come into play, like breaking the sound barrier and things like that. And I guess we'll kind of get into that, but basically you're looking at, you know, I, I, there are ones that do as much as 40 decibels. And there are ones that are as crappy that are like 20, 25 decibel reduction. But I think 30, 35 is kind of realistic on a modern suppressor. Um, mm -hmm. I I don't know. There, there's a lot of things. So let's get some some numbers here. I guess 160 decibels is your average unsuppressed gunshot. Um, a fighter That's jet to give you a ringing in your ears if you're not wearing yes, a fighter jet is 150 decibels, whereas normal speech um, is about 60 decibels. Uh, whispers about 40. Motorcycle 100. Chainsaw 110. Now here's where I'm going to shock you. Chainsaw 110. Now again, it's constant noise. Jackhammer 120. But then your average suppressed 5.56 round, you're looking at about 128 or 130 decibels. Right. So you're still jackhammer level. So right. you're not exactly sneaking through the hallway and, you know, dropping somebody without any uh, noise and, mm -hmm. you know, muffling. So a, one of the John Wick movies, uh, he was in a shopping mall, I think. And they were having a gunfight, like a secret gunfight through the crowd, shooting pistols at each other with suppressors on them. So nobody even knew that the guy next to him was, was shooting at somebody. Right. So Just quiet. like when, you, when you're walking down the street and there's the guy using the jackhammer and you don't even notice he's there sometimes. Don't even hear him. Yeah. You're like, no, I mean, oh, I almost I, tripped over you, you know? Yeah. I think that like the silliness of, of film though has added a lot of, uh, bad press to the to the suppressor in the yeah. sense that like politicians who don't know jack shit will be like well you can just walk around and silently kill people right well you and, could just say politicians you didn't have to say politicians who don't know jack shit yeah i guess that's an oxymoron isn't it yeah there you go um they actually one of the charts uh from brownells says uh fake suppressed shots in movies are typically 70 decibels versus the 128 that you can expect so yeah they drop it down about eight points you know so that's 
you know, something to consider. Now, I actually had another chart. Uh, a Remington uh, 308 that uh, is, let me see, not Remington. suppressed. Unsuppressed is about 167 decibels, whereas a 308 suppressed is about 133. Um, but again, you, you still kind of need a reference point. Uh, you know, uh, how about this? A Daisy BB gun is about 97 decibels. Um, is it really that bad? I know. That's, I was kind of shocked. But I think yeah. the, the numbers actually like cut in half. It's like the uh, the earthquake uh, scale. Oh, you know, as you, you go down, yeah. it, it dramatically drops. Okay. But uh, I don't know. So that's that. But uh, so there are legal ways. Now, th this is where we get into uh, some other disturbing things here. Um, turns out if you want to have a suppressed weapon, you would think the government would all, since they're all about safety and protecting you and, and your health, that mm -hmm. they would make it this type of thing available. And in fact, encouraged like in England, turns out in England, suppressors are encouraged. I think in the past, you've mentioned that it's a social faux pas for someone to, uh, not use a suppressor. It's rude. Your neighbors are trying to sleep in. They had a long day at work and you're out there just firing a gun without a suppressor on it. Like some sort of an asshole. It's like my yeah. neighbor who decides to mow his lawn at five 30 in the morning. Come exactly. on, man. Give me a break. Same asshole. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, it was funny. We, uh, well, I previously lived in, uh, New York and, and you can't have suppressors there. Uh, turns out they just find them offensive. I mean, it's, it's anything that no. gun is terrifying. Anything yeah. they can outlaw for any reason is just something, you know, pocket knife, whatever you got that they're down yeah. for. Well, I just, uh, I just watched an interview with, uh, with, uh, former mayor, Mike Bloomberg. And, yeah. uh, he was talking about, talking about suppressors and, and the, the idiocy, the the moronic words that were coming out of his mouth were almost funny until you realize at one point he was the second most powerful man in the United States. That is disturbing. You know that that and he was talking about how the difference between a uh, assault weapon and a, a regular firearm and assault weapon is that a regular firearm goes bang, bang, and a. a an assault weapon goes bang, 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 bang. That's the difference. That's how you know. Uh, so if you want to find out what the difference between an assault weapon is, and uh, you know, look up, look up Michael Bloomberg's uh, interview, and he'll explain it right down. You know, right down in fine detail. Yeah. Now it, it definitely, uh, you know, really gets at you. You know the way this stuff is. Um, <clears throat> so when we moved down south. And suppressors become illegal, you know, and, and, and I'm setting up the uh, hundred yard shooting range in the backyard and different things. And the wife's like, you know, I'm really concerned about you're doing all this stuff. You need to think of the neighbors and get a suppressor. So that way you're not making that all that noise and, and disturbing people. Now, one, right. my neighbors are pretty far away, but two, I was like, yeah, let yeah, me, no. uh, let me get Makes right sense. on that. 
<laughs> you are a brilliant I, woman. I didn't even continue the discussion. I just went online quick. It was like, yep, get that coming in the mail. And I uh-huh. uh, got that ordered. And then she was yeah, like, oh, when did you get that? Years or so. Right, right. Yeah. And like, I think it was like eight months or something, but we'll, we'll talk about that. But, uh, and then she's like, oh, why, when did you get that? And I'm like, oh, remember eight months ago when you were like, oh, the neighbors? And then she's like, no, I don't remember saying anything like that. And I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah that's, that sounds See, you right. Argued, you should have argued with her about it, about how you didn't actually need one and it wasn't important. Then she would have remembered that she had told you to do it. That, <laughs> that's right. Now I think you're getting it. So – <clears throat> that's that's how that is. Uh, it's funny. I was reading, doing the research for this. There was an article, uh, and they were talking about suppressing a five five six, which you know your AR fifteen is typically chambered in five five six. That right. even though you get the reduction, they don't really make uh, subsonic rounds because you end up really losing. You know, you're losing the velocity, but also the mass of the bullet. It's not such that you know, you're not delivering the amount of energy that, you know, you might really feel you need in a gunfight. So right. they're saying, well, yeah, you're reducing the sound, but you're not, you're still breaking the sound barrier. So people are going to hear it. And right. anyway, in the article that I was reading, they talk about, it gives it a deeper baser tone that is much more pleasant. So oh. I mean, with that, I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of just want to start shooting just so you can enjoy the deeper bassy uh, tone and right. just right. hear the pleasantness of it. Um, well, it's kind of like Santa Claus's laugh. You know what I mean? You want a deep baritone. It makes you feel happy. It makes you feel exactly. warm. Exactly. And so if you can get that out of a gun, then I think, you know, things are looking up. Um that was, I mean, the go-to, you see all these movies and, you know, you see all these like Navy SEAL raids and, and different things, and they all have suppressed weapons, right? And and they do. I mean, I think that's definitely a thing that, you know, any kind of stealthier mission, you're going to try and reduce as much, you know, exposure in any way that you can. Um, now, that's the thing. So the really the secret, I think, is to look at maybe 300 blackout. Now 300 blackout is a bigger, heavier uh, round. And it actually really suits itself to being a subsonic round. And Mm -hmm. it really, you end up getting the same, you know, knockdown power. It's not the same knockdown power, more velocity. Obviously, it would be better. I know some of you are shouting at me going, well, it's not. It's reduced if you're subsonic. Well, yes, that's true. But you you still have the takedown power that you're going to be able to drop a deer with it even when you're suppressed. And and that's the idea. Um, I, I know people are excited about using it for shooting hogs and that kind of thing. 300 blackout i was reluctant it was like taboo and you know just i don't know it wasn't something i really got behind and the more i did the research but especially once i got into silencers suppressors that kind of thing it occurred to me that you know here i can have an effective yeah of an effective round subsonic that i can have suppressed that still has solid takedown power and that's where this becomes the dream. Um, the also 
the other benefit is 300 blackout lends itself to uh, shorter uh, barrel lengths and not having as many, uh, you know, basically velocity drop as much velocity drop and stuff like that and issues that you have with uh five, five, six, you know, you still have the same stopping power. So with that, if you're thinking about an AR 15 or that style weapon in, you know, that you'd want suppressed, maybe 300 blackout is going to be the answer for you. Now, I do not own a suppressed weapon in 300 blackout and I'm working on that. I do own suppressed weapons, but I do mm-hmm. not own in 300 blackout. Um, the, uh, so the first tax stamp that I did, um, they said expect about six months. And I went through a company called silencer shop and you heard me mention them earlier in the podcast. Silencer shop is awesome. Here is the reason why. So Silencer Shop has a enormous selection, which I would say they have a lot in stock. They definitely always have something you can choose, but I will say there is a big run on, uh, you know, basically regulated items because people are afraid of their government. And I don't mean that they're getting ready for war necessarily. I mean that people believe that the government will try and ban and outlaw anything. And usually, you know, they say possessions, nine tenths of the law. And if you already have something, it's probably a lot less likely to disappear than to try and get it. Um, That's why people ran out and bought, or sorry, got concealed carry permits and things like that, you know, prior to the election and stuff like that. Cause they just felt like things were getting harder and harder to do. Right. Um, So they try and jump on it. So there is definitely a shortage, as you've seen in the ammunition world. Um, Primers, I know primers are impossible to find. I read an article, a guy reached out to a bunch of primer companies. Why do I check every day? And there's never anything in stock. And they said with the manufacturer of new bullets that their most uh, primer companies are like a two-year backlog just to get meet their commercial sales let alone sell, you know, privately to, uh, right. To the rest of us. And by commercial, they, they mean to production ammunition as opposed to the reloader guy. Um, Mm -hmm. now, so silencer shops really awesome. Now here's the thing. They're a company who deals with the ATF every day. And what they do is a a tax stamp. When you buy, I guess I could have started with this. When you buy a suppressor, you need to get a form four, um, which is basically the transfer of this to you and that you actually get a physical stamp that you need to keep. And technically it's supposed to be with the suppressor. Um, I know at my gun store, they were like, look, just take a picture of it with your phone. And if you always have your phone with you, you have the picture of your tax stamp and keep your tax stamp in a safe place. Um, then, uh, so anyway, you get your uh, your Form 4. Now, this is a reasonably difficult form to fill out. It's just a little bit confusing. Um, what's nice is uh, you can get a copy of yours, and then you can kind of know how to fill them out in the future. Uh, if anybody needs help, you can shoot us an email at preppingbadass at gmail.com, and I would actually be happy to... Uh, you know, 
kind of talk you through or, or, you know, help you out with any questions on filling out either a form one or a form four, um, of what I've done in the past and had success with, um, form one is if you want to make your own silencer. Um, right. I know you had talked about, uh, there's oil can silencers, uh, right. So people basically an oil can, you know, has all that metal mesh in there that catches and, and filters debris an oil filter. Yeah. An oil filter. Sorry. And, uh, so basically that does the same of dissipating the gas and it, there are actually certain ones that you can thread right onto a, uh, AR barrel, you know, we'll have the same thread count, which eludes me at the present now, second. I could have looked it up. Um, now, let me just real quick. Uh, the only reason people use the oil filters yes. as a suppressor, it actually is more of a pain in the ass to put it together properly and to use it. And it'll, it'll really fall apart after, you know, after one, one day at the range. It's, it's kind of garbage. It's just fun to do. It's just a fun little project. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not really a useful thing that you're going to want to set up and then keep in your cabinet with all of your other stuff. It's, right. You know, it's it's fun to do and it's cool, but you can make one yourself a lot better than making one using an oil filter. And there are a lot of books on, you know, how to make your own. Uh, people would do it with just like plastic bottles and and fill it with uh with uh, foam and cotton and, you know, all kinds of different things. Just put a rag in a bottle and put it on the end of the gun and shoot it. And we're getting uh, quiet. Now, thing is, technically, according to our fearless government, just doing something like that is is actually violating the law. To create a, right. a plastic bottle to, to get three shots out of your twenty-two, to be a little quieter sneaking up on the squirrels, um, if there's one way to one way to make sure that you get fucked by the long dick of the law is to make sure it's to to not pay them their their fee. You know they like they fees. get mad when they don't get their money. Right. Um, so basically, that would be a form one where you're creating a new device, destructive device. I, I don't know how suppressors are destructive, whatever. But also, if you uh, wanted to create you had an ar-15 lower you wanted to make a short barrel rifle um which is mm -hmm. definitely an awesome thing and something you guys should look into again i can help you with those forms um they uh for a fee they'll set you up to do that um <clears throat> that was the thing so typically the wait has been around six months um mine i got into like the seven month area before they they finally called but then uh, when I go to pick it up, the girl at the gun store was like, oh, um, yeah, we called you once and your voicemail was full. So we've actually had this for uh, a month or two and sorry. And I'm like, ah, oh, you guys suck. So you might want to keep an eye on that. But anyway, that's how that goes sometimes. Uh, Silencer Shop was offering the Form 1 submission for a while, which is the make your own. And so I, I tried to do a uh, SBR short barrel rifle with them, filed it all, paid my money, paid my tax stamp. They filled out, well, they give you like a little tutorial on how to fill it out. I went through it, filled all my stuff out, sent it in. 
the ATF kept it for like three months and then send a letter back to silencer shop and to me that, uh, Oh, you know, we're getting a lot of requests for things and we're busy. So we're just not going to do this now. Here's your money back. Mm-hmm. And I, I found that kind of bullshit cause I already wasted all that time. And they were like, but you're welcome to reapply anytime. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah. I'll come right back with that. Yeah. So the upside, they sent all the paperwork back. So, I mean, it can be resubmitted again and just a pain in my ass though. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Now here's another loophole that is kind of neat. Now the way around the problem with uh suppressors is you're adding about six inches to your gun. Uh, you do take off, uh, you know, the flash hider. So that'll be a little bit, but you know, for the most part, you're definitely making the gun a little more awkward and longer to use. Um, the one that I chose to go with uh, for 5.56 five, that I found interchangeable, trying to pull up uh, the one that I got, was kind of cool. What it is is um, the uh, – I always try and pull things up, and it always takes too long. And what sucks is I had uh, – the right one pulled up that I want to talk about next. And then I, you know, you know how that goes. So it's from Griffin armament and it's the M4 SD two. And what this does, it actually has a tab on the end where basically any AR 15 style weapon with the a two flash hider, this will just clip onto it, which is kind of neat because it makes it that you can move it without, you know, wrenching it onto the the barrel, um, you know, heat and all that stuff ends up kind of making that if it's on there tight, where it can be difficult to get off and things people worry about. So this makes it so that instead of removing the flash hider, putting this on, you can just use any standard flash hider. And what it actually uses is an A2 flash hider has two rings in the back and this clips onto those rings. And believe it or not, you'll find most aftermarket flash hider or, yeah, muzzle devices will end up, uh, you know, uh, I, I guess flash hider is the wrong word, but uh, will end up having those rings and you can just clip it on to any of them. Uh, they also sell, I, I believe it's just a muzzle device, right? So mm-hmm. they... Uh, they sell individual ones for a lot of the suppressors. So you can take it off, but you end up buying these $75 ends to, you know, so you can quick attach it to all your different guns and just having one that clips onto basically any of them is pretty freaking awesome in my book. Um, the, uh, the other option that I've seen also funny, uh, the same thing is uh Griffin armament also makes one, called the GP5. Now, what this does is it threads onto the end of your barrel, but it comes with a pre-drilled hole in it so that you can pin and weld it to your barrel so that way it actually extends your barrel life because it's not remo- barrel length. Because it's not removable, you can replace. So in theory, if this is six inches long, you could have a 10 and a half inch barrel, put this on, and then pin and weld it. And that would give you the same length, actually a little shorter because you wouldn't have a muzzle device in addition on there. Um, 
And you could have a little bit shorter thing that's one complete thing without spending a ton of money. Right, right. They and also, you're, you're within, uh, you know, you're still within, you know, rifle or You're 16 barrel inches for a barrel, correct, yeah. yes. Yeah, so that's like an awesome way to do it. Uh, now, typically, if there wasn't the big shortage in the world, um, Silencer Shop sells a bunch of uppers that come put together where a suppressor is already attached to a barrel. Mm -hmm. And you buy those as like a complete, you know, set. So the same thing, you're coming in at 16 inches and yet it's all one piece and it's easy. Now, if you were to find those, which I've been looking for over, over eight months um, for 300 blackout, that might be the perfect upper and the perfect setup. And I feel like that's definitely a direction that I'm going to go at. Um, they actually, believe it or not, come, they have a lot of setups from both Yankee Hill. Um, you know, let me think. Yankee Hill Machining has a great one for like $9.99 on Silencer Shop. I never see it in stock, so don't get too excited just yet. Um, the SIG makes one for about $2,400 that they actually say with their SIG uh, match ammo is really great at reducing noise. I think they come in at like 127 decibels if you're using subsonic rounds. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, I've seen a lot of videos of the guys using it. Now, here's another little trick that people don't really consider. Another thing you're looking for when you have a, a, a suppressor is – you might need adjustable air, um, like your gas block. So an adjustable gas block or a piston system, um, most piston systems have adjustable gas blocks. Uh, and what that does for you is you tune a gun to cycle properly. When you have, we'll say, sonic rounds, it'll cycle one way. And then when you put in subsonic rounds, it'll cycle another, meaning it doesn't have enough to push the bolt all the way back enough back pressure and load in the next round. Well, that can be an issue if you're going back and forth, you know, you would set up your gun correctly if you're always using subsonic, but if you want to be interchangeable, you might want that adjustable gas block, which is where the piston systems come in. Um, I know I, I use one. One of our listeners actually recommended uh, Adam's Arms Pistons, and I've been very pleased. They're a little tricky to get set up right, but once you do, they really uh, do the job great and, and are great with you know a suppressed weapon where you can use the right ammunition and change things and really fine-tune it. Um, but it can definitely be done by using – different weight buffer tubes and, and different things. There's a whole big rabbit hole you can kind of go down. Um, I've actually seen companies make uh, bolt carrier groups that uh, the bolt has adjustments that you can make for the different ammunition. So a lot of options out there and it's definitely for the, you know, the guy who likes to nerd out and really tune the weapons and, and set it up so that it works perfectly for you there's a lot of neat things that you can get into with suppressors. So it makes it fun. Um, now 
I was talking about streamlining it with a, a pin and welded uh, suppressor or an upper that comes, you know, set up with the two attached. There is one more option that's pretty awesome. Um, now, there are other companies that do it, but one of the most streamlined, I guess, is the, the word I would use companies I'd seen is called uh, suppressed weapon systems. These guys basically have like an outer sleeve around the barrel and then they'll have the uh the suppressor will basically be inside that barrel sleeve so you end up with kind of a barrel uh suppressor you know all the baffles at the end and then one seamless looking barrel all the way through with it now they sell uppers where you know you can just buy one already put together Again, you still are required to have a tax stamp. The way that typically works is you're going to have it, you know, you're going to have to pay for it up front, which kind of sucks. And then you are going to uh, have it shipped to your local gun store while you wait for the ATF to, uh, you know, deal with your Form 3 or Form 4. Um, they do appear to have stuff in stock typically on their website they expect you to just kind of call them and work it out but basically an ar-15 upper 300 blackout um basically they say that uh subsonic will be about 127 decibels uh 556 is about 133 decibels uh suppressed or sorry the with uh Sonic rounds, they, they say supers, right? Um, so 300 blackout, 134 for regular bullets, 127 for subsonic bullets, 556, five, because they expect that you're just using regular bullets, about 133 decibels is where they come in. Um, but you can buy a uh, complete upper there from them that'll end up being 16 and a half inches. And it'll have the suppressor integrated into the whole barrel sleeve. Um, I don't know. To me, that's a pretty cool option. Basically, the way they usually work out, like 300 blackout, they said uh, eight inches of rifled barrel and then eight inches of baffle, basically. Mm -hmm. So you are getting a lot of suppressed, you know, gas room there for it to dissipate. And so that's a neat option. They also will take your existing upper and baffle it and set it up for you, which is kind of neat if you have a certain gun that you like. Um, they also do, I know I was looking at, uh, if I ever do a uh, Ruger Precision, which is kind of a, uh, a dream of mine to you know, set one up, but with the integrated barrel, I guess that's why I'm kind of... Uh, you know, holding off on it because it's, you know, it's a big nut to, uh, to drop, but basically for six and a half Creed more, which is, you know, a serious bullet to do the, uh, Ruger precision. They have I'm trying to pull it up here. One more second. Uh, Ruger precision to buy the whole gun with the integrated barrel, uh, 2750. Whereas if you supply the rifle, they're about 1700 to, you know, do the work and then send it back to you. 
So your call on that one. 2750 sounds ridiculous, but to have a uh, suppressed thousand yard gun right out of the box that's ready to, okay. you know. Yeah. That, that's kind of cool. You know, it, yeah. Th to me, that seems like it's the way to go. You know, um, being able to, to swap out the barrels is fine, but having to deal with a uh, suppressor, putting it on, taking it off, you know, going through all that every time you're shooting or every, you know, every other time you're shooting, however you want to do it. It just seems like more of a pain in the ass than it, than it's, uh, than it's worth when you can solve that problem with just, you know, yeah. just get by the complete right gun that's set up, you know, and ready to go again. I don't know what kind of timeline you're looking at on something like that from, from them. So, you know, just, I've never been through it, but it's definitely something I have my eye on. Um, so just keep an eye out. There's just a lot of different options. And, you know, you get a nice low bassy tone out of your 5.56. Five, I mean, why wouldn't you want that, right? Uh, right. You know, anyway, it's a fun option. Um, it does cut down the noise dramatically, which, you know, is a big plus. Uh, yeah, it does make shooting. Still be, yeah, probably still be a good idea to use hearing protection. It's not. Yeah. Not quite, for one shot. One shot, you're good without it, which I don't know if you guys shoot AR-15s without uh, hearing protection, but if you do, you realize it's a mistake. It's not anything you ever want to do again. Um, I mean, you do, but you're just like, damn, that was horrible. Um, and, you know, suppressed one shot, it makes it tolerable. Is the answer not something you're going to want to be doing without hearing protection anyway? Uh, if you do find some good hearing protection out there, you'll find that it's not really that much of a nuisance like you might think. Um, there's definitely ways to work with it. So that's what I got on uh, suppressors. We actually did an episode on this way back in the beginning, and I never wanted to re-release it because we released it once, but the audio was pretty horrible. So. Figured we better uh, come back and revisit it and give you guys a good shot at it. And I'm sure you might have comments that you can put in the Facebook group at Prepping Badass. And, uh, you know, if uh, you're really you know, concerned. I always, yeah. I always like uh, like when the guys are posting their stuff, their setups, the rigs on, uh, on the Facebook yeah. page. It's, you know, I find I learn a lot from just the, you know, the guys that are posting on there. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of smart guys out there that are listening to the podcast that can, you know, send us emails and, and stuff like that. Love to hear corrections and that sort of stuff and, and any new yeah. information. That's always great. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, we just, uh, we were talking about Sonic and, and Subsonic and Supersonic and Chuck Yeager just passed away. He did. The, the pilot that broke the sound barrier. Um, 97 years old. Yeah, yeah, he was an old man. He fought. He was a fighter pilot in World War II, and he just passed away. Uh, I guess about two weeks ago. Yeah, and, I believe uh, uh, the movie "The Right Stuff" might might uh, yeah. give you some insight. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was always a hero of mine. I I always uh liked him. I read his autobiography. I think I actually got the autobiography from you. That yeah, could be. Right. I think I I read that book. I think you gave it to me. I think but, it's just uh, called Jaeger, and yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Now nah, he uh he definitely was an impressive dude. Um definitely actually I I found it to be an enjoyable read, but uh you know, what can I tell you? But so, 
Email us your comments, your concerns, uh, preppingbadass at gmail.com. Otherwise, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.